Hey guys, this is Jaya and welcome to the first episode of Late Night Talks with Just Jaya, the podcast, season 3. Okay, so it's been a lot of times that I tried to record my first episode, but I just can't squeeze it to my busy schedule. I've been trying to record since last week of December, so I could finally launch it on the same day of New Year's Day for 2022. But unfortunately, my schedule just didn't let me to do so, so here I am now doing it finally and it's i don't know if i'm not mistaken it's february 20 2022 right now and i'm finally recording it it took me a month more than a month to come up with this first episode because i don't know i actually don't know what to talk about there are a lot of things happening in my life there are a lot of things to be talking about but i just don't know where to focus i actually do not have a script i mean if you guys know if you've been listening to my podcast since season one i don't really have a script to follow i just talk my mind my thoughts out and just spread the word if i have to and yeah i just i'm just you know got used to talking to myself out loud that's why i was able to record a podcast so yeah this is me now i'm recording first episode i was supposed to be hosting like a talk show for this podcast for the season but since you know my schedule is not that so free to host a such talk show right away i have decided that i could have just you know tell what happened to me what's going on with me like you know like a life update or something like that because maybe but all the lot of things happening and had happened in my life i felt the need to share it because there are only few moments that you could get to live by your memories our memories are not that super sharp that you could remember each and every detail of everything happening so may it be a bad moment or a happy moment you know you can't remember it all you can't remember everything so i've decided to record the first episode because i have to tell the story of what happened to me when season 2 ended and now i'm on season 3 and This doesn't just revolve around me now. This also affected the people around me. Those people who are so dearly to me, those people who are been part of my life since I don't know and who just arrive in my life. So I just really felt the need that I have to record this. So let's start with what happened to me when I finally ended season 2. I was so busy. I was so busy with work. Um if I haven't talked about it that much on season 2, I drooled myself over to work. I poured myself over there. Um I kept myself busy and that what the thing that kept, that kept me sane. 
I tried to be very busy, be very um, occupied. Yeah, that's the term. I tried to be very occupied so that I don't want to be thinking about or I don't have the time to entertain any negative thoughts. Because, you know, negativity really could throw off anyone. And with me, for someone who had a very big, um, not really big, but it's something that could trigger a lot. That's why I had my, you know, mental health therapy on season 2, is because of that. I just felt that the best way to distract myself from entertaining those negative thoughts is to pour myself into a lot of work, be the workaholic that I could be, and eventually I would survive the day, and the next day, and the following day, and the incoming days, and you know, months, months and months had passed, and I did survive. I don't have the negativity. I mean, I did not let the negativity work its way to destroy me. But then again, I asked myself, is it really worth it? There are people in my life talking and asking, you've been so busy, but why are you letting yourself to be that busy? But actually, before I poured myself into my my main job, I tried really to make myself occupied with a lot of things. I tried to find myself. I tried to find my purpose. I tried to know what's my purpose here on earth because I'm just living for myself. I don't have a dependent. I don't have a partner. I don't have a kid. People could survive without me. So what's my purpose? That's what I've been asking to myself. What is my purpose? But since I can't find what my purpose is, I just live the day. Well, I have been constantly asking God about it. Um, I hope that someday, I wish and I pray that someday I would find the reason and the purpose of why I am still existing here on Earth. So, there, um, a lot of things happened. Apparently, I entered a new job role that was never in my mind that I would want to. I've entered a new job role that demands a higher responsibility. Because, you know, is what was said by Uncle Ben on Spider-Man, that great power comes with great responsibility. And it is true. With that, I mean, it's an extra power. I mean, I'm not still superior with my current job role, but it's a step up and I have already felt the responsibility in my shoulders. And then I started asking myself, am I really capable to do that? Am I really capable of handling people who are much older than me, have more life experiences than me, who thinks that 
they're, you know, Filipino trait. If you are older, you're supposed to be better. So you tend to not respect people younger than you. I I had that fear. I had that fear in me. What, that what if, what if these people find out that I'm just this young 23 year old? How would they respect me? So with that, I don't really disclose my age. I don't really um, tell them that I'm young. I, I, I am vocal that I am young and it's very obvious that I am young. But I don't tell them the exact age. Because for me, once they find out, maybe their respect would, would be gone or their respect would be less than what I am feeling or experiencing right now. So yeah, there you go. I don't really talk about it that much. But then, I felt it's more than just that. Because I'm not really... Never in my mind, never, never in my life it crossed my mind that I would end up or I would land in this new job role. Because it's not really my dream. But what I was so happy about is that the people that I am currently working with is the people that I've been looking for. Is the kind of support that I've been yearning for from the day that I have a dream of becoming part of the working class. Because when I started working, I didn't take it seriously. I felt like it's just a pastime for me that I am earning and I can get to enjoy life because it's my own hard-earned money and at the same time job is difficult sometimes I mean yeah it is the it is difficult but with all the stress that I've been experiencing at school I felt like the job is just the same the amount of pressure that I have to deal with every day when I was in I was in school, the amount of research, sleepless nights, presentations, defense, everything. Because uh, I'm a management student. I was I was a management student, marketing management to be exact. So there are a lot of things going on with every subject that I have back then. And to compare it with the level of stress and pressure with the daily work that I'm doing before. It's like, it is hard but it gets easier as time goes by because I'm getting the hang of it. And earning is a plus point. So if I... I came to a realization that if I could survive college, why wouldn't I survive BPO? If I could survive college but with these type of people around me, with all the presentations that I have to deal with, all the research that I have to deal with, all the sleepless nights that I have to deal with, why wouldn't I survive BPO? Maybe before or maybe now, people would think working is different than schooling, which is correct, actually. But one thing that 
they forgot is that you're both tired. And when you're schooling, you're tired because you want to get good grades. But when you're working, you're tired because you're actually making a living. You're earning. And I think that's one of the motivation that keeps me going is that I earn without really pushing myself to my limit because I didn't break down that much compared to the trauma that I had encountered when I was in college. That felt so weird. Now that I'm talking about it and now that I'm talking out loud with that kind of thought that yeah why didn't I, I thought uh, why didn't I thought about it before because I was asking myself how did I survive the toxic BPO well it's not really that toxic I mean the accounts that I've handled or I've mean the, the accounts that I've been with in the BPO industry is not as toxic as other accounts are but the account is hard. But at the same time, I've never felt an easy... When, well, when I was in college, I never felt an easy subject. And I like things, um, like things that are challenging. And whenever I feel that challenge, that's what actually pumped me up. So why am I saying this? With that kind of environment that I had before, with all the things that I have encountered before, I learned how to live with it, with or without money involved. So in college, I had this goal that I have to be successful someday, that my future relies on it, so I have to push it. So it doesn't really have much of a difference when I started working because it's also for my future and at the same time, I get compensated. So it's like, you know, when you think about it, it's a win-win situation because it's still the same pressure that I'm living with since I was in college and the bonus is I'm getting compensated for whatever I'm doing. And then I'm getting the hang of it day by day because you know um, experience is still the best the best teacher and then to find people who are workaholic as I am that's so good because I never felt that kind of relatability or common ground with the people that that I've been working with before when I started working in this industry. And to find that there are people who are like me, who loves working, who won't stand on their desks until the work is done. It made me realize that I'm in a good place. I'm in a good group. These people understand what I've been going through, what I am going through, and what I've been through. So, having that said, I just 
found the best people to work with. Our group isn't perfect. I know that. I, our group... Well, there's no perfect group to begin with. There is no perfect management to begin with. But if you all have the same goal, if you all have the same drive, or I mean, yeah, if you have a common goal, if one of you is being left behind, you would know, you would feel it. And since you are all in the same, in the same path, it's easier for you to go back to that person and lead the way or just be with them. And I'm so happy about that. I waited for more than, um, for almost five years to find these kind of people to work with. And I'm just so happy about it that I finally found them. Because not everyone is as lucky as I am that I would be able to find people like them who are like me. So I'm just so happy about it. And then, it's always not rainbows and butterflies. Life isn't always about rainbows and butterflies. Storms are always there. But if there's something that I could think about or I could call my newly found family, well, it's actually a newly found family work-wise and spiritual-wise, actually. They are my rainbow family because, you know, I was, I was alone in the storm. Then I found them. I felt that I belong because everyone is going through the same thing. And it really matters that people know what you're going through. So for my Rainbow Work family, they know what I've been through. And we are all in the same boat that we are, we are facing a lot of pressure right now. Everything is still so shaky. Everything is still uncertain. We don't know what will happen next, but we just keep on trying and believing that we will get through it. As long as we have that hope in our hearts, even if it's tiring, even if it's exhausting, as long as we're all in the same boat, it, I mean, hard things tend to be easier. And I never thought that this rainbow work family that I have right now would actually risk it to have me have me as part of their family. Because who am I? I am just Jaya, right? I haven't I haven't established my name yet in BPO industry. I mean, who am I? I just started as a normal agent when I was 19 and I'm not as influential as other BPO people and then I realized if it's meant to be if it's God's will it is God's will then I I actually finally found the reason why things didn't work out with me and my previous partner 
That is because when the breakup happened, I already know for a fact that God is trying to teach me a lesson. That since I am so down and I think I'm at, I'm at my lowest point that time, I already felt that I'm off to something good. That God is preparing me for something better. That's why I had to experience that lowest point of my life. Because if that breakup didn't happen, if I'm still with the same um, partner that I am with before, I don't think I would accept the job role. I don't think I would risk it. Because I would think about my ex-partner. I would think about what will happen to us if I did it. That would that would hold me back. But since I don't have a partner when the job opening and you know everything just opened its door for me. Since I don't have a partner to hold me back, I just took the risk. And I'm happy I did took the risk. Because I don't know. It was something that I never thought that would happen, but it eventually happened and it eventually made sense that I am finally on a group or I finally found my family outside house. I finally found the family and the workplace that that is actually has the common goal, same as I do, has the same ideas, has the same you know, aspirations, same goal. We want to be great. We want to survive, and we don't want to leave people behind. And I'm just so happy I found them. And I'm just so happy they found me, and they chose me, and they trust me. If I'm going to describe this new group of people that I am with right now, they are the people who chose me. If who chose me when I can't even choose myself? Who trusted me even if I can't even trust myself? Who believed in me even if I can't even believe in myself? They helped me find my purpose once again when I can't even find my purpose. They saw the potential that I thought I lost. And that's how grateful I am with them. And I don't think I'd be able to leave them because I actually tried to because you know with the new work that I that I had encountered with the new responsibilities that I was not ready for I thought I was not ready for I mean you would never know when you're ready unless you're there I mean yeah you would never know when you're ready unless you're there in the same situation and when I was in that same situation I got scared I got overwhelmed because I did not think I did not expect that. Who would, right? Who would? And then when I was on like the turning point, whether it's my way out or I would stay, I started doing a reflection, started thinking about the people that I'm going to leave. Can I leave them? I asked myself, if I'm going to leave them, I think that would be the very selfish thing that I would do. Other people would say it's okay to be selfish. 
But that's another uncertainty for me. Because what will happen to me if I leave? I don't have a plan B, plan C, plan D. I don't want to start again and redefine what's my purpose again in life. Because I have finally found my purpose. I have people who are depending on me now. I'm not just living on my own. I have these people who are depending on whatever the decision I would do, who would tell them what to do. Like, they're totally dependent on me, work-wise. And if I leave them, I will once again ask myself, what's my purpose? God had already God had already showed me what my purpose is. And just because I got too overwhelmed with the responsibility of my new purpose, or my newly found purpose, or my newly redefined purpose, I would just leave. I mean, it, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. It it is a selfish move that I would I would like to preserve my my sanity or I would love to be appreciated. But am I not appreciated? The fact that I am surviving, I already appreciate myself for that. And then with these people around me who've seen the growth that I had, I already felt the appreciation. So what other appreciation would we talk about, right? There are a lot of temptations going on, but I had to stand on my ground. I had to make a stand that I'm choosing to be with these people, and it's not always just about the money. Because they've believed me. They believe me when I cannot even believe in myself. They chose me even if I can't even choose myself. They did not even doubt me when I was doubting myself. So when I finally had landed to that ju- to that new job role, and then I felt um, maybe they're having second thoughts about me because I'm not showing the same dra- I'm not showing the same drive that I was I was once had. That's w- that's my turning point. That's when I felt like no. I have to make sure that I have to make them feel that I am deserving of that trust. That I am deserving to be chosen. That what they saw in me is real and it's not just a fantasy. And I'm happy I did. I'm happy that I'm on I'm on that journey right now. I may not be still the perfect leader that they because there's no perfect leader to begin with, but at least they saw that even before I saw it. And then I actually switched church. I asked my parents about it. I asked my parents if I could finally switch church because people in our church I mean, I don't feel that I still belong to that people in the church because I was so exposed with the westernized culture. They probably don't, won't be able to understand what I've been going through. And I don't know, maybe I had the fear of judgment because they were so traditional and I don't, I don't think that they would understand what I had. What I, why I did end up taking that wrong direction. So, I asked my mom if 
I asked my mom, I asked my parents if I could switch church. It's still the same evangelical Christian church that I'm going. It's the same religion, to, to just to be specific. But I changed church because I felt that this church would be able to guide me because they were ones in that same situation as as I am. I don't think that my old church would be able to understand because they've never been in that situation. They wouldn't know how it felt to be in that sin because they were never exposed to it. Maybe they would got culture shock or I don't know. There are lots of uncertainties actually. So I've decided I I might I might switch church. And then when I did, the first time that I attended the live service was first Sunday of February. And I already felt that God has been speaking to me and God is telling me, You're home. Welcome home. And then this Sunday the screen in our in the church says that this is the family that you've been looking for and that is so true the family who would understand whatever you're going through finally that is that is it i found them and i'm just so happy i've been dealing with a lot of uncertainties with myself i have the fear of any anxiety would be triggered with everything that happened to me in the past and that Sunday is the best Sunday. I mean, every Sunday is the best. Every Sunday, there's always um, realization, enlightenment from God that I receive. And this Sunday, I just felt like I'm completely okay. I'm completely healed that I have already forgiven myself for everything that I've done in the past because God already forgave me. I've been having that problems before that with everything that happened to me, I don't think God would still be able to forgive me so I can even forgive myself. But then again, this Sunday, I felt it. I felt that God was talking to me and He said, I'm okay. I am healed. God had healed me. God had already forgave me. So it's my time that I forgive myself. We aren't perfect. I am not perfect. Only God is perfect. So why should I beat myself up for all the things that I have done in the past? Because just because I had commit mistakes, I have the second chance because Jesus gave us one. It could be the greatest downfall that kept me dragging me not to go back to God fully because of that guilt that has been my burden. But this Sunday, I felt that burden being taken away. I feel like I'm healed. I'm a, I'm myself again. I can start doing things again. If my faith is restored, I don't have doubts on myself anymore. That what if I'll be doing that again? What if... I don't know. I just felt that 
it all made sense. It all made sense. Whatever happened to me in the past, it has to happen so I could be this person that I am right now. And I'm just so happy about it. So yeah, that's the current life update that I have right now. And I'm just so happy that I was able to share it. It's not super specific as I wanted it to be. Because if I be, if I will be so specific, I don't think that 30 minutes or so would be enough. And you guys might be bored listening to it or I could be bored listening to it because I tend to sleep while I listen to my own voice on a podcast. So yeah, I think, I think that's my cue. That's my cue to end this podcast now. So on the next um, episodes, um, I'm not sure if I could bring people already. If I could start interviewing them or like do my my late night talk show, but we'll see. I know it will happen. It will just happen. If it's the right time, it will happen. And that concludes episode 1 of season 3. Thank you so much for sticking around. Thank you for listening, guys. Once again, this is Late Night Talks with Just Jaya, the podcast, season 3. See ya!